really deep down understand why you're feeling unhappy. Uh, sometimes people think that with more money or with more flexibility at their job or a different job, they're going to be happy. Uh, really have a serious conversation with yourself and uh, because sometimes the answer is no amount of money really will sort of replace your desire to travel, your desire to spend time with your loved ones. Welcome to the Quit Work Podcast, 15-minute conversations with people who have quit their job and gone their own way. I'm Mark, and today I'm talking to David Nigali, who quit his sales job at a legal tech company to go it alone selling digital photography equipment. David, welcome to the Quit Work Podcast. Hi, Mark. Thank you very much for having me today. So I think you started out as a lawyer, David. What attracted you to the legal profession? I, that's uh, that, that is true. Although sometimes I try to hide the fact that I have a sort of a legal background. Oh, it's sorry. it's it's normally uh, you know a um, you know conversation. <laughs> and, you know, people tend to be sort of more guarded around you. So you know everything you say can be used against you. So you know, I try I try not to advertise that that much. <laughs> I was attracted to to the legal profession, actually to to law rather than the legal profession, as I <laughs> discovered later on. Because I've always been interested in, uh, in, at the end of the day, how people behave and how people regulate themselves. You know, all this, you know, the architecture of society is this sort of agreement uh, uh, among different people. People, they don't know each other, they need to regulate themselves. And how, uh, you know, if this, then that, like a sort of a program called uh, for, for, the, for human behavior, that was really the attractive part for me. Uh, and I enjoyed a lot studying, I love my university uh, time. Uh, what actually happened was the impact with the legal profession itself that I find I found extremely different <laughs> from uh, what I expected to. That was the first for maybe alarm bell that I wasn't on the right uh, on the right track and had to change. In what way was it different? Was uh, kind of the kind of two. It's like when people sort of you know like it's. Like tennis or table tennis, as you know that I'm a, I'm a fan yes. of table tennis. Like they're not the same sport. Right? They, <laughs> they, they, they look similar, but it's it's kind of different. And and you may not you may like both. You may not like both, even if you like one or the other. And especially you know if you know how to play one, you're not necessarily very good at the other. And for me, it was so different. Uh, everything I've learned uh, kind of it was hard to apply. Uh, different skills were needed. Uh, the reality of being a lawyer um, in Italy, that was my experience at the beginning, uh, you know, very long hours, uh, you know, be always available for the, for the client. Uh, it, was, it was hard. Uh, and, you know, not, not a lot of satisfaction. That obviously was my personal experience, but I can, I can tell you that many of my colleagues and, you know, former uh, classmates, uh, you know, to this day, they feel the same. Yeah. So after probably four, five years, you know, I had a, a good career uh, here in, in what well, now I'm back in my hometown yeah. in Italy, uh, Trieste. And after that, I decided that I needed to change, like a, a big yeah. change. And I changed my settings and I moved to London. And I think you took a job as a sales engineer for a legal software company. So that must have been a, a big step. Uh, <laughs> I, I wish that the transition was, you know, ah. that's <laughs> the, 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 rea the reality is how 
I think sometimes we place ourselves into, uh, we have such limiting beliefs of what we can do and what it takes to do certain things. Um, and it's fascinating how, you know, you can come from a completely different background, but if you want to apply yourself, if you're interested, if you have a natural curiosity, uh, and you work hard, like everything, otherwise no yeah. results <laughs> are guaranteed, then you can move in different ways, and especially in ways that you couldn't anticipate. For me, that was the biggest takeaway. Uh, sometimes we plan a little bit too much, uh, and we are not aware of how, you know, we have so such a limited information about how the world works, how, you know, what we could, we could do in a different place, uh, what kind of job exists, what kind of opportunity exists, and, and we are confined within the very limited information we, we have. So when I moved to London, my decision was, I just need to change. Uh, this is not what I want to do for the rest of my life. I know I can do it, but there is no, you know, there's no point of uh, sort of settling at that point for something that you know is suboptimal. Uh, and say, okay, let's go to the big city, the big smoke, uh, and see, and see, you know, what it's like to, to live there, what it's like, what kind of people go there, uh, you know, what, what, what are their stories, again, going back to how, you know, I enjoy human behavior and stories and, you know, people at the end of the day, uh, th that's why I enjoy the most and, you know, why not go, why not going to such a diverse place? And, and I was very, very much uh, open-minded, knowing one thing though, that being a lawyer in Italy, would not have helped at all finding any job <laughs> in, uh, in right. London. That that was the only that was the only certainty, which was immediately confirmed yep. when I start. Yep. You know, I started applying for I would say any position. Yeah. I just wanted to work. I just wanted to you know pay my rent and stuff like that. And there was there was yep. nothing, but you know it was still fine. Um, and and then the first opportunity, a temporary job. Uh, working on a big case, that's how I started. Uh, and then that big case transformed into another case. And so yeah. I was working uh, with this firm more and more. Um, and then I discovered that contrary to what happened in Italy, technology is used a lot uh, to help the legal profession in, uh, uh, in the UK and in, in the US specifically. Uh, and I was immediately fascinated. It was like a cycle of epiphany of saying, oh, but this is amazing. I was more interested into how, you know, processes are mapped, how software can, can help uh, the, the legal profession, how, you know, artificial intelligence can sift through millions of documents and, uh, and find an answer or find, what, you know, what's relevant or not yeah. for your case that I decided to go all in on that specific blend of legal profession and information yeah. technology. And, and that's what got me into, you know, the software as a service domain. And eventually through different roles, I then changed from a project sort of management uh, type, of, uh, type of role into, into a sales role that was the, essentially the last job. Yeah. Yeah, it's a powerful mix if you've got two different skills, if you've got your legal background and uh, you can move into software, that combination of uh, different fields of expertise can be very powerful. We were talking um, just before we started recording about the, the power of um, moving to a different country as a way of uh, shaking up your life. Could you, uh, could you say more about that? You know, when sometimes we are stuck in our own routine, in our own... Uh, we set our own limits or society set us for us, uh, those things or our friends, our circles sort of define where we can move and what we can see sometimes. And it's so powerful to uh, completely shake 
this reality and say, okay, now everything, everything is going to look different, smell different, you know, you're going to hear different sounds. Your brain doesn't have the same point of view, which is obviously unsettling to an extent. It's, It's powerful stuff. But it allows you to build and create new new connection, and you don't lose the, yeah. the past. You finally get you know uncover a little bit of that you know dark side of the moon that uh, that it's our uh, you know what our life and what what we could do, and and I find this so so powerful, and it's it's really incredible uh, how to the point that we we're saying exactly that maybe we should it should become a habit. Uh, it's just. Uh, it gets increasingly difficult. You know, yeah. I don't want to make any excuses, but there are, you know, increasing constraints to one's personal life. You know, the, the family, sometimes the health. Uh, you know, personal relationships, all sorts of things. It gets increasingly difficult. So I would say, if I if I could go back, I would start like immediately. Yeah. I would, uh, you know, uh, I remember distinctly had the chance uh, during university to spend, you know, one year abroad. Yeah. And I, uh, you know, and I was fearful. <laughs> I was fearful of uh, lots of things. I was fearful, you know, being like left behind in my course, uh, not being able to. And I would literally jump at the opportunity. I've heard people say that uh, you should uproot yourself once every seven years in your life. And obviously that's a completely arbitrary time frame. But uh, it's it's a powerful idea being able to uproot yourself like that. Given the constraints of your life, if you're able to do that, it can be a very powerful force for change and for growth. Yeah, com- completely, completely. And uh, there are certain changes. I mean, we can try to make incremental changes every day, but sometimes we feel we are a little bit stuck. And taking taking that plunge, taking the leap of faith, uh, can really be transformational and beneficial. And uh, I one thing, I mean, for me, one thing is clear. If someone is a person of, you know, it's a good person, a person who wants to uh, to learn, a person is open-minded, a person who wants to apply what he or she knows uh, for, you know, to, to benefit not just themselves but everybody else. The world, it's really a welcoming place, and we shouldn't be uh, shouldn't be afraid. And again, we just see a narrow, narrow, narrow thing. There are. There are jobs, people, uh, opportunities, uh, things to learn and things to do that you know that exist only somewhere else. <laughs> so uh, we should we should we should really try. That's that's definitely you know something I truly believe in. And yeah, I'm I'm doing yeah. it at the moment. I'm not I'm not in London anymore. That's right. So let's get back to your sales job in London. As far as I understand, so many sales jobs, they seem to come with the relentless pressure to make more and more sales. Uh, what was that like for you? And what was it that finally made you quit that job? It's, uh, you know, you, you completely and, you know, understood the, the scenario. There is enormous pressure. Uh, imagine we are in, you know, the, the, one of the tech capital, definitely of Europe, uh, a very important place. Uh, lots of venture capital flowing in. Uh, we need to hit our numbers. Uh, we need to, you know, investors need to be happy. We need to grow enormously, uh, and and that creates a lot of pressure. Uh, sometimes, like in my case, you have a you know, very good product. Sometimes it's not. It may not be uh, the same story, and you have a great team. So that's a great combination. Uh, but the pressure is uh, it's really enormous, and some and you know. Sometimes there are shortcuts that are taken. Uh, we we fall behind on the type of customer service that we would like to uh, to provide, 
and these things over time uh, can definitely take a toll yeah. on uh, on you. Um, and and then to be completely honest, uh, I probably could have gone like that for uh, maybe forever because this is the funny thing about life, you know. So sometimes we. Uh, even if we know that maybe this is not what we want, but we are, you know, comfortably unhappy in our, uh, you know, it's a type of unhappiness that we know we can control. It's a predictable and we can yeah. live with it at least for a certain amount of time. Uh, obviously in a, uh, in places like London is considerably, you know, better paid than, than, you know, what I could get in Italy or in other places in Europe. Uh, it, it's, it's a great working environment, a lot of progression. Uh, but then COVID yeah. happened. Uh, that's that's really the the short stories, and I'm just another line into the sort of great resignation uh, kind of phenomenon that, that uh, more and more people talk about. Sometimes you you know you already know what to do, but you still need that extra yeah. push, that extra thing outside of your control that forces you to you know I had to stay home, I had to completely again change my routine. No more being like in a, in the you know underground sardine can for <laughs> for a couple of hours per day. Uh, you have time to think, and sometimes uh, and now that you have that breathing space, you reflect. And and again, especially at the beginning, it was like death is outside, waiting for you, and you are confronted with your own mortality. And you're like, okay, you know, if something happens to me, do I really want? Will I think of myself? Do I? Oh, I wish I could have spent a couple more weeks in the office. <laughs> like, that's really what I wanted to do. Like, it's not. I don't think that many people uh, will have that, that that type of things. And so, from the moment that COVID became a really a pandemic, and the moment that I quit, maybe a couple of months. Yeah. Literally, my my notice. It was so immediate. It really hit me so hard and I had to take action. I have, uh, I, I already realized that time was running out for so many reasons that I couldn't hesitate yeah. any longer. Uh, and when you handed in your notice, when you quit, uh, did you have an idea of what you were going to be doing next? Yes, I have always sort of experimented with uh, retail in a non, non-professional way. Uh, and so I, you know, I attempted different things, but then I found that digital photography was not only a passion of mine, but also something that could, you know, be profitable enough uh, to definitely uh, be sustainable uh, and obviously giving me a a different degree of satisfaction. Obviously, it's my own business. I always wanted to uh, to work, um, you know, uh, for myself, be my own boss and grow uh, this this type of business. Uh, And so the process was fairly smooth. Uh, Sometimes I think people uh, put too much emphasis and too much fear like people quit and join every day it's a it's not a pathological <laughs> uh, situation of, of, of the company it, it happens there are yeah. procedures and if you have uh, always been a professional uh, people will respect you for that and people completely understand you know many people uh, and maybe sometimes your manager too feels exactly yeah. the same and for different reasons they decide not not to, there's a degree of empathy that's only if you go through the process you realize that actually people understand and then you start having conversation with people that really uh, they they finally have someone to speak to they say oh you know I wish I could do the same but I have uh, xy constraint or you know I'm, I'm planning the same thing and finally I can finally tell someone I have a friend inside let's keep in touch yes <laughs> you know once we're both outside yes. of the gate th- th- things of that kind it's it, it's fascinating I think uh, it's it's another step to to grow uh, how to to terminate 
unemployment relationship and how to deal with it and what you feel and maybe a little bit of um, insecurity about you know what happened like uprooting yourself it uncover uh, uncover a part of you that otherwise would, would stay covered and so you wouldn't really know yourself so I've uh, seen you describe yourself now as more flaneur than entrepreneur. So tell us a little bit. Uh, I like <laughs> yes. that a lot. Uh, what, uh, what's your life like now? I'm actually in the middle of, a, of an important um, business decision um, because I'm back in Europe. Uh, because again, uh, how can I say? I think people should, should really follow their, their, their dreams and their passions. For probably the most important reason, they realize they're they're not the dreamlike as they imagined. Uh, sometimes we leave a job and say, "Oh, you know, everything will be easier if I did X, Y for myself. I'm a natural. You know, I can be a streamer. Not a problem. Money will flow into. I can create the new Amazon." And there are sometimes different challenges, but there are challenges as well. And one uh, for me, it was very big, is obviously the impact that Brexit had on on uh, on retail. Um, and I am now deciding what I want to do if I want to have my company still based in the UK with pros and cons uh, or if I instead want to be more exposed to the European market uh, again uh, pros and cons in that in that respect so uh, but it's important to try these things because then uh, uh, otherwise we will always maintain a very idealized version of what life would have been uh, instead if you go through it you're like you know what this is better, but you still have to work yeah. for it. <laughs> and and it's, it's very, you know, uh, you finally have realistic dreams in, in a sense that you understand what it means to follow your dreams truly. And sometimes uh, you, maybe you didn't really want it. <laughs> <laughs> and the only way is to, is to go yeah. through it. So this has been a fantastic conversation, David. Thanks so much. Um, just a final question. Um, is there anything more that you'd say to others who are not happy with their work but uh, don't know what to do about it? I would say uh, be smart about uh, how to handle the process. Uh, that's very important. Don't, don't rush into anything. Uh, gather enough information. Make it, make it work for you. Uh, but really deep down understand uh, why you're feeling unhappy. Uh, sometimes people think that with more money or with more flexibility at their job or a different job, they're going to be happy. Uh, really have a serious conversation with yourself and uh, because sometimes the answer is no amount of money really will sort of replace your desire to travel, your desire to spend time with your loved ones or things, things like that. And sometimes it's that you really need that extra 20K per year. Have a serious conversation with yourself, uh, speak with you know, a couple of close friends, uh, but really make a decision that is likely to impact your next probably at least five years of your life. So uh, really dig deeper for the real question. So listeners, if you'd like to connect with David, you can find him on LinkedIn by searching for David Migali, uh, that's M-I-G-A-L-I, or you can follow the link uh, that I'll post in the show notes. David, thanks so much for joining me on the Quick Work Podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Quit Work Podcast. I love talking to people who have taken the bold step of quitting their job to start living their true life. Join me for a fresh conversation every week. Subscribe to the podcast or the YouTube channel at quitworkproject.com. 
And if you have any comments on this episode, or if you'd like to tell your own quit work story, I'd love to hear from you. Contact me at quitworkproject.com or on Twitter or Instagram at quitworkproject. I hope you too find your way to quitting work and living your true life.